Hey, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am so excited. We have Pat Gray back. Yay. Yay. Friday show. Yay. Thanks for being with us. Mm -hmm. I know you have to wake up super early. so Somewhat early. Yes. We appreciate you staying for us. All right, Stu, top story. Uh, the border uh, wall is not about the border wall. It's about keeping this country pure. Mm. Oh. And white. Is it Pure, really? Pure, like, builder are you, white. Are you That's sure? how we want it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for finally Thank saying it. Yeah. That's what we want. Someone finally had the guts to say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the border wall and the shutdown. Okay. And keeping America white. Right, exactly. Of keeping course. America white again. That, went, that part went without saying. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Mawa. Yeah. <laughs> Jason. Um, the scare tactics now coming out from the mainstream media and some people on the left about, I actually called uh, the fallout from the shutdown a economic hellscape. Um, well, there's something you can do that's very easy if you don't like that or if you're scared of that. Hmm. All right. A lot, lot to get into there. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Mercury Real Estate. Um, so apparently, Glenn founded this company several years ago because he decided that going through the phone book and randomly picking a real estate agent was not a solid idea, it's I a guess. stupid idea, actually. You should always go and find a bench with the best-looking homeless that's person. That's the way right. And what realtors behind that homeless person, that's who you go with. The best ones are. That's the, what I do. The smi because they're, they're smiling. Mm -hmm. They're very happy mm -hmm. to be on yes. the bench where people sit their rear ends, mm -hmm. and you should definitely call on them. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but in all seriousness, a lot of people say that they're a real estate agent. You know, they dabble in it. They do it as a part-time thing. Um, but you don't know who really knows their stuff. Well, you do with realestateagentsitrust.com because they take all of the, the real estate agents that they have vetted, um, their viewers of the show, their listeners, they share your values. They do this full time. They have the experience and the knowledge. And so they vet these people and then bring them on board. So you know that you are getting someone who's going to be able to sell your home uh, and who's going to have the most knowledge about that area. So you can go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Check them out if you're looking to buy or sell you got to use realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, Stu, Mawa, please. <laughs> Making America white again. It's, it's <laughs> funny, um, you know, we do this every day, and we come in here and talk about the, you know, Congress and Washington every single day of our lives. I'm always amazed at how many Congress people I've never heard of or seen before. <laughs> like, I don't know where do these people, I mean, there's only 535 of them between the House and the Senate. You'd think you'd know all their faces by now. Apparently not. There's someone I've never heard before who made yet another ridiculous comment about Donald Trump. Watch. This has never been about a wall. He actually could have gotten funding a couple of years ago or a year ago uh, for a wall. It was part of a deal that was proposed. Not all of us agreed with that deal, but it was proposed to him and he turned it down because his ultimate goal is, as you said, to make America pure in the sense of not having immigrants, not having folks of color here, and shutting down every form of legal immigration, all to throw a bone to those people. And the only thing... I mean, if he said it once, he said it a hundred times. That's yeah. exactly No more legal immigration. Yep. How many times has he said that's, that's that? What Shut the down all for. the borders. No one else comes in ever. <laughs> Please the answer to that is zero, uh, by the way. Uh, it's just it's just laughable. I mean, you know, look, the ultimate goal isn't the wall. The ultimate goal is to enforce our laws, right? And, like, the wall is a nice, easy way. You build it once, it stays up there. It knocks out 90% of the problem um, when it comes to people crossing illegally. And that is a nice, happy place to be if you can get the thing built. Um, I love this idea that it's completely immoral, but the, but we should also know that the Democrats offered it just a couple months ago, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what, a year ago now with, uh, with uh, the DACA sort of trade. 
uh, which is a, is a funny place to be. I mean, if you think something's immoral, you don't offer it at a deal. <laughs> and you certainly don't vote for it multiple times over your career. It's really just a, it's an asinine talking point. Walls are neither moral or immoral. Walls are just a tool to affect policy, right? And wall, in this particular case, is affecting a law. If you think the law is wrong and you think we should have open borders and people should cross, by all means, come out and admit it. Because there's certainly not a lot of people who seem to be uh, uh, voicing that opinion. Um, instead, what the real goal here is to make sure that this that we if we have laws, they're actually enforced. Um, you know, we can't have a country in which people are you know able to just come in and do whatever they want, whenever they want. Um, we are able to have controls, just like every other nation on Earth. I mean, I can't imagine that if we started deciding, oh, we're just going to you know, cross into, into, into Mexico and set up shop in Mexico and just live there for a while, if that was appealing to us, and there are some nice resort towns, maybe we want to do it. Would they would be happy with that? Would that be okay for us? Would we argue on this show, it's okay, of course, for Americans to cross into Mexico and do whatever you want. We're Americans. No. Countries have laws. You're supposed to respect them. That's the end game here. The idea that he wants to keep people of color out of the country is just patently absurd. It's Ridiculous. hard to even, you know, ju- you know, dignify it with a comment. And, and I've made this, I've made this point before. But no one says that the Mexicans hate brown people, <laughs> and they have a far worse uh, issue with illegal immigration than we do. And in fact, they do. They're far more heavy-handed about it. They deported over twice the amount. I think we deported what twenty thousand. Last year, they uh, deported, I think, 70,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, vastly more. Vastly more. I mean, if they're not in negotiations to build their own wall, which I guarantee you that's probably going to happen, and I can't wait to see how the media handle or covers that versus a wall on our southern border. But it's just ridiculous. It's not a, it's not a case of white versus brown. You would, you, they're not making the same uh, arguments when it's, you know, people in Mexico or Guatemala or Nicaragua. Yeah. They're not making those, those arguments. I'm uh, what you would call significantly Swedish. Um, and I have a lot of relatives, distant relatives, that live in Sweden. Um, if a bunch of Swedish people came over here and decided they wanted to build, you know, Ikeas all over the place, or whatever be they fine, do. right? You'd, uh, you'd welcome that. No, I would not welcome it. What? Because we have laws, and even white people are supposed to follow them. And that's not the only reason. Ikea sucks. <laughs> Thank you. Your directions right? suck, I will Thank say you. that. You have to pay. It used to be cheap. Now you have to pay three times the amount of like what it would cost at, I don't know, Best or uh, I don't know, Walmart or wherever you're going to get Is something. Really something that cheap. I, it's, it's like three times the cost. And you have to put really? it together? Yes. Come on. However, uh, I don't care if you have a restaurant in your stupid store. I'm yeah, like, Walmart has <laughs> Swedish meatballs. When they get Swedish meatballs ready, just a delivery, you can just walk by and have mm-hmm. that and lingonberry juice. Then I'll then I'll start talking <laughs> about this. <but>. Well, it's <laughs> just what's so absurd to me is the fact that an elected official can go on television and spout this stuff like there's any evidence to back it up. No, and like, with, when and has Donald Trump ever said any of that? I, I will say there, you know, and I Trump has been has not done this all that much there are some people in the in the you know um immigration hawk sort of world that trump certainly is in uh that do want to restrict legal immigration to heavy levels and i do think that that not not because it's racist i just think it's a bad policy i don't think that that's the way we should go i think we should make it easier and that's for not trump's policy but trump i've never heard trump i've never heard him say anything yeah. about restricting legal immigration right and he's actually said multiple times we want immigrants yeah. to come here big, but, big door in the wall yeah. and all that stuff i mean so i don't know that i don't know how detailed trump is on those particular policies some of the people i think in his administration who uh, are a little bit more restricted than i would be on that but again that is not the main policy the main policy is not stopping legal immigration we're all happy with people coming here legal immigrants are among the best citizens we have because they have 
a passion to be here. They, they chose it, right? And they went through a, a freaking wall of bureaucracy to get here. Unlike us, we, we get born here and we're, we know we kind of, it's like we're part of the family. This is one of those arguments they make all the time where, well, did you know that immigrants are less likely to commit crimes? Well, it's like, First of all, there's some questions about that study. Maybe mm-hmm. we can go into that in another day. I will say one thing the study says for sure is that legal immigrants commit a hell of a lot less crimes than illegal immigrants. That's something I can tell you right off the bat. Right. But beyond that, um, you know, if your daughter takes money out of your wallet three times and, uh, and only one time, Someone breaks into your home and takes money out of your wallet. Which one are you going to be more worried about? Right? Like, you have to, you're stuck with your family members. We're all citizens. We were all born here. And now you're stuck with us. We're in the country. We can't do anything with us. We can do things with people coming in here trying to do us harm. And we should not be importing crime. And, and let's, let's not pretend that. Uh, you know, stopping all immigration. There's a difference between restricting immigration. Just because you're restricting immigration is is a big difference between stopping all immigration. Oh, totally. Like yeah. what she was just saying. Mm-hmm. Restricting uh, restrictive immigration is called having a, an immigrant policy. Right. It's basically what that there's is. There's not some... a con- there's not a country on earth no. that doesn't restrict immigration. No. That's Everyone been our does, and that's been our policy since what the 20s or no since the 1800s. That's been mm-hmm. our policy. We restrict certain levels of of immigrants coming in. I, we very rarely stop it altogether. But that hasn't that's not the policy right now. We're doing the same thing we've done for decades. Well, and, you know, I was just I was on social media earlier and I saw a story about a teen who was uh, stabbed by MS-13 gang members. And this is a crazy story. Yeah. And so I shared it. And one of the responses that I got was, well, I mean, there's violence going on in America with citizens. And I'm like. Can we not just agree that both of those things are wrong? Yeah. <laughs> it's wrong to let MS-13 gang members come in and stab teenagers, and it's also wrong for people in our country to do it. But if we have a solution that's going to help, is, I mean, can we not just say that that's okay? Well, and again, <laughs> not, they're like, not competing we ideas. We deport our citizens. Right. Right? Like, we're stuck with them. We're stuck with all the crappy people that were born in America. That's just our lot in life. Yeah. We are not stuck with every crappy person that was born in Mexico or Honduras. Right. We can stop them from coming in. And uh, like, that seems like a very basic thing that we could do <laughs> to try to limit. Again, you, don't, you import things you want. You don't want to import crime, right. and we continue to import crime. There's no reason for us to be doing it, at, certainly at the levels that we're doing it. You're never going to stop every bit of illegal immigration, but there's no reason to. to th- we should never have that story. And by the way, what happened with that story? They, you know, MS-13, which commits 4.3 uh, times the amount of murders per capita than uh, happen in school shootings. So it's mm-hmm. a big problem. People like to just brush it off like it's nothing, but it's, it's happening a lot more than school shootings People are People want to take away our Second Amendment rights right. because of school shootings. Exactly, but not for MS-13. No, of course not. And what happened was it was actually a, there was a, a pushback against the school uh, and, and, and against the uh, the um, uh, officer, the school resource officer who referred this criminal um, to ICE. There was a controversy because they actually took the step of saying, by the way, this person's here illegally. Now they're getting in trouble for that. It, we, it is bizarre land. And by the way, what happened to the Democrat uh, mantra? If it saves just one life, oh, yeah. isn't it worth it? <laughs> Yeah, well, in this case, yeah. Yeah, it is. But they don't apply that to immigration, and they don't apply it to abortion. So no. I guess uh, there's some hypocrisy there. So, Pat, uh, your top story tying into... Yeah, it's all the uh, wonderful things, because they can, we can't afford the $5.7 billion for the wall. The Democrats won't even consider it, because they're too busy spending our money on other more important things. And oh, good. Here's some of the super, super important things that Democrats are, are, are okay with. 
uh, $8.2 billion a year. $8.2 billion for rural utility service. Mm. Now, this is to bring electricity to, like, farms. When are we finally going to bring electricity to farm in America? I don't think it's possible. I, it's... Uh, you know, farms can't have electricity. That's not something that can happen. It's, is it is it nineteen forty yet? Um, we've done that, and we did it a long time ago. And so now they're using the eight point two billion a year to bring broadband broadband internet for free to these areas. Wow! I mean, mm. wow! But isn't we can't afford be, a wall. Isn't that supposed to be something that, like, when you choose to live out in the sticks, you just know, like, yeah, your cell service you're not gonna is be probably not going to be connected. great. Yeah. Yes. I feel like that's something you know, right? Like, right. Yeah, you're you gonna get good, going into it. You get good internet in New York City, but you got to deal with New York City. Right. right. <laughs> How about funding the United Nations to the tune of ten billion dollars? Oh, oh, would one. you rather build the wall or fund I, the UN? I would prefer zero billion dollars. Me too. <laughs> uh, foreign aid. We give fifty billion dollars a year in foreign aid to uh, nations, and I love this one: the waste, fraud, and abuse. Just in payment errors. Uh, we are losing $137 billion a year. Yeah. Good gosh. But we can't That's afford a wall. Incredible. That's an amazing amount of errors. And then when you add up all of the odds and ends that are so ridiculous. Um, but, I mean, these are important. The Democrats are okay with the $613,000 we're spending every year to boost intimacy and trust of transgender women for their male partners. Thank God. Thank goodness. <laughs> I think we all we can all get behind yeah, that. That's amazing. Um, they Northwestern University has received more than three million dollars from the National Institutes of Health to watch hamster fights. Now these are important. What? Again, I'm on board with this. I, how, yeah. how does a hamster, a, a normal ham, hamster that's uh, drug free, how does that hamster fare when you put a hamster roided up? No. In with it. That's what they're studying? Yes. And I would guess poorly. Yes. I would guess poorly. I would guess fight. so, too. I mean, paper, yeah. pay-per-view that bad boy. You <laughs> make a little return on your money. Back. Exactly. You can money on the steroid hamster the out yes. every time. <laughs> and fortunately, we had $3 million going to that cause. So you. But, yeah. but for every roided-out hamster, there's just some, you know... Guy from you know South Philly, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> up those stairs, right? And he's going to pull it through, right? <laughs> and then the government spends at least five hundred eighteen thousand dollars every year for federal grants to study how cocaine affects the sexual sexual behavior of Japanese quail. I'm sorry. The sexual behavior of Japanese quail. We're, we're paying uh, to study uh, when they're on cocaine. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now I would be against now, this if it was Chinese quail, because uh, we all know with Chinese quail how that works <laughs> out. An American quail, quail for yeah, Canadian geese. If it was yeah. Canadian geese, I'd be against it. But for Japanese quail, mm-hmm. I want to know how they perform. <laughs> oh my gosh. When I must they're know. high on cocaine. I must know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Is geese are already jerks. Can you mind if you pump them up with cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that would be scary. <laughs> dive bombing go- uh, I mean, golfers and like catastrophic numbers. Maybe I'm the only one to think about this but like maybe PETA should be involved in this I'm not a big fan of PETA but yeah you would think they'd be pissed off about that giving I think whale that, cocaine is a you're really this moral is a bad thing this is the life of a quail this is like <laughs> this is a kick ass you're like life you, uh, get better you're a rock star this is like you got you quail lining up to get into the program yeah one day that yeah. quail's gonna wake up yeah. at the side of the pool drenched in his own vomit yeah. where did I go wrong at some <laughs> point <laughs> he rejects him <laughs> oh yeah later on though I mean that's 20 years down the road it's 20 years of partying then that comes the regret right let the guy let him Live for a while. Live it out. See how that goes. Let them live. (laughs) We're going to take a break. We'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Just wear protection for your quail. We should.
All right, we are not done talking about the government shutdown, but before we get back into it, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Um, so unfortunately, I think all of us are of the age where things just start to hurt. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm not. I'm not even anywhere near that. You guys are good? (laughs) Yeah, we're good. Uh, No, but seriously, on top of the everyday aches and pains, people have stuff happen. I got in a car crash. Um, I know Glenn has suffered with pain. Pat, I think you, you know, you've... Mm -hmm. I've passed injuries from my NFL days. Yeah, so that's huge (laughs) for you. A lot of knee Um, pain. A lot of injuries. Jason, you were in the military. There's just things that happen in life, and you're in pain, and uh, your age catches up with you. Then you got grandkids, you got to carry around, and it just it gets worse and worse and worse. Well, there's an answer for you, Relief Factor. Um, so Relief Factor is 100% natural, which all of these guys at the table probably balk at, but I think it's <laughs> awesome because I hate big pharma and taking pharmaceutical drugs, unlike Stu here. I love them, actually. I'm a big <laughs> fan. But I know Relief Factor actually works for people, so who cares where it comes from if it actually works? Yes, you know? So, but uh, it's natural, so it's drug-free, and it tackles inflammation, which is really huge in a lot of people's cases. Try it and see if it works for you. It works for, like, 70% of the people who buy this three-week quick start pack, go on to buy it again. Uh, It's working for the majority of the people who are taking it. So you can buy that three-week quick start for $19.95. That's a steal. $20 to see if you can be out of pain. That's worth it. Relieffactor.com or call the number on your screen for those podcast listeners, 800-500-8384 if you bother to use a telephone at this point in your life. Otherwise, relieffactor.com. All right, Jason, the doomsday scenario of the government shutdown. Yeah, I've been seeing this a lot over the past, I guess, this entire week, really. And I guess the biggest, you know, culprits are, are CNN, NBC. They've been writing a lot of them. A lot of those, like, personal stories, like, you know, such and such as a TSA worker, now yeah. he's out of job. Um, it, it, there, there was multiple of these, and it really hit today. The, the one that I read today, I think it was NBC News that said that uh, they were talking about the doomsday scenario, like all these different things that could happen if we start, you know, if, if is this the first Friday where they don't get a paycheck? This yes. Is the first, yes. Day. first Friday. Yes. So if it keeps going, what's going to happen? And also all the different benefits that will start to drop off, all the different services that we're going to have to live without. And they called it literally, and this was a good line, a hellscape mm-hmm. uh, for the economy, which props to that. But this just kind of enraged me because I started looking back in history on other times, like other countries when they've been so dependent on, you know, the government, when they controlled everything. A government shutdown would really hurt them because then literally all business kind of stops. Uh, What I looked back back at was when Margaret Thatcher um, became prime minister of England. She was like, screw that. This is the issue that we're in right now because the government's nationalized everything and they never gave the power back after World War II. So she started offering up uh, to privatization. She was like, okay, the steel industry, why are we doing that? She offered that up, sold it off. They made a crap ton of revenue. Uh, their shipping industry, that had been nationalized. She offered that up. The postal, like all of, the, all of, these, all of these different uh, uh, parts of the government that we actually kind of mimic and still have under control of the government, she was just offering it up. Um, and then other countries all over the world started copying what, what Margaret Thatcher was doing. From 1979, I believe, all the way up until 2015 was the last uh, st- statistic that I could that I could find. Worldwide, these privatization, you know, and these uh, private ownership type uh, initiatives had uh, earned revenue for the government 3.3 trillion dollars. That's worldwide. I was like, dang. So literally, if you are worried about this th- these things, this is a perfect opportunity for the GOP to finally get some, you know, st- to ball up and say, look, this is the this is this is this is what we're about. We're about 
private ownership. We're about uh, you know capitalism. Uh, th this, is, this is what we're about. So we're going to start selling all these things off that we think can be more uh, efficient in the hands like of private business. For instance, Amtrak, yeah. the Postal example. Service, mm -hmm. TSA. Like uh, there was one, there was one thing yeah, today. The TSA is so effective, though. They're, oh my gosh, they're really good at their oh, job. Yeah. Last report I saw, they have an eighty percent fail rate. Yeah, eighty percent. And, and that's some? that's actually low. Like I usually see higher. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in twenty fifteen, it was ninety five percent. Yeah. Uh, and you know, some cities it, built into the TSA laws is a way to go to privatize your airport. And many airports have done it. Yeah. San Francisco, I believe, is one of them. They actually went to a private uh, situation. It's obviously better and and more efficient. You know, it's it's it's. I think that's the scariest thing about the shutdown because I think as conservatives, we're like, all right, look, shut the government down. The way the way they're doing this now, we're getting rid of non-essential employees, and they and and we can do that, and that's fine. Over time, though, of course, these things start to build. There's stuff like flood insurance that needs to be renewed and uh, food stamps issues. And, um, you know, we were joking about how one of the issues is craft breweries cannot submit labels to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms to get them approved. So it's there's no a, new varieties. Joke, I know. There's no new varieties of beer coming out from craft breweries. <laughs> a significant human issue. Um, but, like, all these things will start to, to, to peck away. And people will be like, well, that's why we need to get the government wide open. No, that's why these things should not be in the hands of the government. And no one will tell that, will plead that case. Yeah. No one, no you'll only hear it. the left side of that. Mm -hmm. They'll never, there's got to be a retort, but the Republicans mm -hmm. GOP now don't have the balls to do it. Yeah. It's insane. Your like, government shutting down shouldn't hurt your society and your economy no. like it's going to if this keeps dragging on. I mean, it shouldn't because they sh that, that much power shouldn't be in their hands in the first place. Yeah. Do you see this dragging out? Uh, I hope it does. I, I really do. Already, right? yeah, it I, I mean, yeah. I, I, after tomorrow, after it is. Tomorrow. The only reason is because I, I, I don't, I don't want uh, the president to cave because I think that he is absolutely screwed if he does. I think he will lose a large portion of his base. I don't want to give anything to the Democrats on this because they're being completely ridiculous. Um, I. So is this just you know an indeterminate amount of time now? It just right. goes on and on and on forever. No one gives. I just if they don't. Uh, so it, one of two things are going to happen. One side was going to give. It was going to give, or the president is, gonna, is just going to say screw it. I don't care, and he's going to call a national, national emergency. emergency. That will be the worst so, part of this. And that's what I. John think. Kerry just said. I think today uh, the Hill put it said, said that um, you know if he if he can do this, then we should be able to call a national emergency uh, for the climate agenda. Right, of course, that's what we've been saying, yeah. and that wasn't just a what if scenario. I think that was a friggin' threat. I think he was saying, go ahead and do it. Yep. You call your national emergency, we're going to call ours. The Democrats love this idea because then oh, they'll have clearance it. to yep. do it for whatever they yep. want. Um, the, I think the worst case scenario here, honestly, is uh, what might be very likely, which is this is really just a political BS thing. So Trump goes into this. He doesn't want to give up any ground. So he calls his national emergency. Uh, he, he wants to go start building his wall. Obviously, that gets blocked in the courts. The courts wind up ruling on it. They turn it down. Trump is able to come back to his people and say, look, I tried as hard as I could. I called a national emergency and it got rejected. It's, uh, so we don't get the wall, and the precedent is still set that you're allowed to do these national emergencies because what they're going to do with a national emergency with Trump is say it doesn't rise to the level of, of a national emergency. Then later on, we'll deal with the court saying, well, does the climate rise to this level? Well, of course it does. This is a national tragedy. Mm -hmm. So like, we're going to lose on both sides of this if, if this happens, and I really hope that is not the way he goes. I mean, Again, he's in a tough spot. He's he's you know backed himself into a corner at some point. He keep talking about how, you know, could he get a fence done? Could he get something done? It feels like one point seven billion dollars. He gets some of the wall done, and you could go back another day. I think I, 
I don't know, I'm a little bit in a disagreement here with you, Jason, in that I think I don't think much of his base goes away if he can show really? shows that he showed that he did something. If he can say, okay, I built an extra ten miles of fence here and twenty miles of fence here in the most important areas. I think most of his fans are going to say, look, the, his, the Democrats screwed him and he did as much as he could. Hold on. I, I do want to, we will get back into this conversation. we got to take a break, though. We're not done. We would just put up a wall before your comment. I know. Yeah. That's, that's so very racist. That's the most immoral thing that's ever happened. <laughs> Here, we're going to continue that conversation in overtime. Uh, I could not believe when I saw this. Is Today, today is our 200th episode. Wow. Yay. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I can't believe you guys have survived with me. 200 whole episodes. That's amazing. We actually, I felt bad, Jason, because the, Jason's not in this He's picture. He's not pictured. No, but so, but we fixed sad. it. Yes. Oh, there we so, go. All right. Love it. <laughs> Just to, you know, give, give you some credit there, Jason. I've probably been on 192 of these episodes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. I also, I didn't get you guys a cake, but there was a fruit cake out in the hallway left over oh, from Christmas. Oh, so wow. I just thought that you guys so yummy. Really doesn't thoughtful. it? Does that ridge you zone? Sprinkled mm. into it as well. How did you know? And fill the greens. Yeah. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Stu has decided to torture me by putting the fruitcake on top of the greenery. That it's we much have more here. festive, I think, I this think way. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think it looks very nice. I, I kind of want to eat it, but it's this little thing. Look at this thing. This little thing is two thousand calories. It's like a tiny little. cake. It's smaller than my hand. It's a tiny little cake, and no one would want to actually eat it. But two thousand—that's your whole day. It was the only thing left over from. Yeah. All the gift baskets that everyone set out on the table. I'm try a little just piece. sitting there, lonely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Of course, this is what this has devolved into. That's good. It's probably just, it's like, eh. Is it just okay? I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever eaten. Dang it. Now I but die. you've eaten a lot of really gross things. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. I mean, it's just like, you it's eat very turkey in a box. Nuts. It's true. And you're going to give us a oh, turkey recommendation on the that. turkey esque products I eat in a box are very good. <laughs> turkey ish. Uh, all right. I do, I know you guys weren't done talking about. Trump, whether or not he loses his base, if he doesn't get this wall done, Jason, you had another point to make. Fight it out. Whoever loses eats a fruitcake. I had a, <laughs> yeah, I had an amazing retort to this. Now, it's actually a point that I think I've made before. Is that I was just I was stunned, not stunned, but I, maybe I was. I was a little shocked when his base turned on him as much as they did. Now, the backlash from his base when he came out originally and he showed that the White House was backing off of the wall and they were going to do a deal. Remember Sarah Sanders' statement that. What was it? We'd rather see the border shut down than the than the government, which yeah. was a horrible line anyway. But um, yes, that was a horrible line. But 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 they were backing off, and his base went they went ballistic. They went crazy. Uh, they let him know they were not happy, and that was enough to change his mind in a matter of twenty four hours. Yes, less than twenty four hours. Uh, out of nowhere, he all of a sudden got strong. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been this strong since the original push back at what two budget proposals ago. Yeah, but when you look at the the election, it's like. Where are they going to go, right? Like they're not yeah, going to go to the not. left. So the, the, I don't see him was, losing them because he they're a, not going to go for open borders. Clearly, the border is important to them. So he, I feel like he's still going to s- stick with them. Was he or at was least until there's another Republican candidate? Was he or was he not elected on the border? 
I mean, he was. But, but that, this is why yes, he was elected. I agree. No, no, no. I agree. But I'm just saying, who else do they have to go to? Right. There's Someone no on the left who's advocating for open borders. Yeah, I think the issue here is that he needs. What to would be, be the difference? It's it's like there's no difference now. Whoever they're going to get, it's going to be no difference at, from like what Obama least, was doing. But the he same, can at same least thing. say I tried. Right. Like maybe he didn't do everything he could or whatever. You could yeah. argue that. But I mean, he can at Republicans least Republicans of saying that the optics. I know. But, I'm, but they have no one years. else. They have no one else to right. go to. And I think when it comes back to election, you're right. Most of them will settle back with Trump if he's the if he's the candidate, which we all expect him to be. But I mean, I, I don't I think there's a level of passion that could go away. I think that's the and that's a huge thing. Remember, the guy lost the, per, the, the popular vote in the, in the election anyway. And again, there's, there's reasons to put asterisks all around that claim. But I mean, the bottom line with that claim is it was a close election. It was not a blowout. It wasn't like he won 45 states. I mean, this was not, it's not Nixon McGovern here. This was a, a relatively close election that rode on three or four states that were very tight that he was able to win in. And if he gets to a point where those, you know, there's going to be a group of people who are like, you know, I really trusted him on the wall. He's better than the other guy, but I'm not going to bother showing up. Um, now, yeah. when we get that is the type of thing that I think could hurt him. You know, once we get into a, uh, we're we're too far away from the election though for I think it to make it that big of a deal. The bottom line is when it gets down to you're hearing Kamala Harris versus Trump for a year, most of these people I think come back to Trump. Yeah. But yeah. I, there is a risk there, and and it's all he has. I, it'll be interesting as far as the climate uh, happens, but with his base and with the people that were very passionate and voting for him on how they react to this, because I do think we're kind of like at a edge of a cliff almost point of no return on people fed up with politicians promising things and never delivering. For people saying, hey, we're worried about this, we're scared about this, we want you to do something about that. And then hearing uh, that their elected officials argue about it and say they're going to get it done, but they never get it done. It's absolutely ridiculous that the president didn't make this stand two budgets ago. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. You do it then, you probably get the wall. But what did he do? He gave in to Democrats, didn't do anything, sat on it, sat on it. But then I gave in to Republicans. I mean, gave in to Republican control. But then when Democrats, so you could have gotten it done. You had every single House of uh, Government at that facet of government at that point. But now, once you lose the House, now you decide to fight. That's why it doesn't seem real, right? I mean, uh, it seems like a fake fight. His base has to see that. That's enraging. Do they? I don't know. You know, I I I think there's a small minority of people that are the diehards that I think it's yeah. a small like they're, they're, those are the people that they could literally watch uh, the president walk down the street get viciously mauled by a bear mm-hmm. I mean he's dead you know he's not coming back and they'd be like ooh that bear is so screwed <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> totally got him where he wants him he's uh, <laughs> ooh yeah. that bear no but I mean I agree with you that, that the, the people say who voted for him for the Supreme Court I'm sure they see it those people, you know, the people who yeah. said, okay, I'm going to vote for Trump because but, Supreme Court is important, but, but I'm not the, really the, sold on him. I those think those are not the, yeah, I, tell you, I do too. Yeah. yeah. The issue here is like the base is the base, right? right. And we know look, there's some level of base that's going to stick with Donald Trump pretty much through anything, especially when, when he's up against a Democrat. Yeah. Um, however, he doesn't have a lot of wiggle room with that base. The base got him to three points behind Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. right? Like, so the base is not enough. He needs right. to be able to expand that. Now, maybe he can, I mean, he kind of had some electoral magic there with the, with the Electoral College, the way that happened. Um, he was smart enough to go to the right states and, and everything else. But even, you know, even those states that he was smart enough to go to, he still squeaked them out. They were closed elections in those states. He didn't have a, doesn't have a lot of wiggle room. And if this gets negative to the point where his base starts saying, you know, 5% of them say, Ah, I love the guy, but he just—he didn't come through with any of that stuff, and I'm, I just don't have the passion to get out there and vote. If that happens, he's going to have an almost impossible road to win, um, unless he's going against Elizabeth Warren, which uh, you know a, 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 a tissue could actually defeat. <laughs> I, did you hear that she drinks beer? 
I did. Yeah. Very naturally. Me a beer. Yeah, right she's there, very, naturally. very, very normal. Just like one of us, uh-huh. yes. I feel. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, so speaking of Trump, a Trump video just recently got a uh, staffer at a news station fired. See if you can spot any kind of differences in the live feed of this, of this Trump speech and the promo that aired later. Watch. Hopefully, we can rise above partisan politics in order to support national security. Some have suggested a barrier is immoral. Then why do wealthy politicians... So, I couldn't uh, tell. I don't little, which one was... Little uh, saturation levels up there on the uh, the orange face. A little yeah, more a little orange. Bit. A than tad, tad more normal. orange. Um, Lips were a little bigger. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple Some ways to smacking. go on this. The mm-hmm. lip smacking that happened there. A couple ways to go on this. One, it's just a, it's kind of a goofy, funny story because first of all, the video, it looks funny when you do that to people when they talk. So it's just kind of funny. And it's also kind of funny from the perspective of here's a guy who probably was realizing he wanted to quit anyway. So he decided to actually <laughs> manipulate. I mean, I don't know who this person is, but like you've decided to manipulate a video of the president of the United States in a news promo. That is ballsy. That's the, that's kind of like the light way to go. But the heavy way to go is this is the first in the war that Glenn's talked about for a long time about deep fakes. And you can actually make, this is, this was a silly example, but the real example is what if, what does the government of China do with that technology Mm -hmm. when they can make Donald Trump say something absolutely horrific um, that, that, you know, and leak it to, even if it's just their people, they can uh, they can leak tapes online. The Russian government has done stuff like this for a long time with advanced technologies. Imagine the things they can do. They could start wars. They could start revolutions. Uh, I mean, this is this is the type of thing that I mean, we're kind of used to it with crazy technological advances. What if you go to a third world country and you're able to get one of these videos and it gets all across the country? People will revolt. Um, there's real world consequences. Uh, over one of these things happening. And this is the first I can remember a news organization being any part of it. Yeah, and think about not just uh, nation states, but uh, the DNC and RNC. Yeah. Imagine what they would do. Like, why, why go out and hire Fusion GPS we can, when you can actually have a video of Donald Trump Jr., you know, kissing Vladimir Putin on the mouth, and it yeah. looks completely believable. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the, like the, the uh, Democrat equivalent of Roger Stone. You don't think takes advantage of this technology oh my and, gosh, and yes. tries all sorts of things against Republicans and vice versa. I mean, We're going to get into a world where you literally can't even believe the things you're seeing and hearing because along with this technology is is the same thing with voice where they can actually make you say things you didn't see. It's not exactly right yet. On this one, I think they did it exaggerated to make it funny. But I mean, it's not exactly right yet, but it's close enough. And within a couple of years, it's going to be good enough that you're not going to be able to tell the difference right off the bat. I don't even think it has to be that hardcore right now. I mean, think. remember the Romney's famous video, you know, the, what, 70%, oh, yeah. whatever that, that thing? 47%. Yeah. 47%. Like, that, that looked horrible. You could barely tell anything, mm-hmm. but you could hear what he said, and you could see a silhouette. Now imagine doing something like that, mm-hmm. having the president say something else, you know what I mean, uh, saying something racist or something like that. You could do that. I bet any college student right now, sophomore in college, that's doing stuff like this could probably pull that off in like 30 minutes. You guys just took us to doom and gloom really, really fast. <laughs> I started with Thanks, a, Glenn. I started with a silly story yeah. about just this guy getting fired because that is there is something appealing about that. Like you're at a news station, you're like, I'm gonna go, I, I'm gonna go try to work at Chick Fil A instead. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, and well, and he very clearly did not was not trying to make it look super real. No, it was it I very mean, you clearly could did immediately no, yeah. but like, and obviously this is somebody probably who does not like Trump and wanted to mock him. Right. Not one my shot as I'm going out the door. Right. We saw the same thing happen at Twitter when they banned. Uh, Trump's Twitter account for a couple of hours because some employee who was leaving decided, screw this, this is my thing on the way out. 
Uh, that's minor. That's minor league stuff. Uh, it can be serious. I mean, right. I, you know, a real government with real technology that could they could do some real damage with that. Yeah, uh, Jason, the space cigar. Oh yes, I'm so glad. Uh, so this is a cool story. Yeah. Now I remember Glenn, and I think you too mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about, about this. Yeah. But if you remember, this is what like was a couple months ago, a few months ago. I don't ago? remember. So you're gonna have to back in the summer it. maybe is when this was. A few months ago, yeah. So anyway, so uh, they found a an object that was coming towards the Earth, but it wasn't coming like the nor- like the normal way asteroids come in like a certain mm-hmm. orbit. It was coming from like a different direction, and not only that, but it was like accelerating faster than it was supposed to accelerate. Now, a lot of times this happens when they come around the sun and they go a little bit faster, but that's typically with, uh, with comets. Now, actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. I didn't want to tell you the update. So anyway, so they saw this object, and it looked like a, they were uh, just kind of theorizing that it was a long cigar-shaped uh, object. Well, now they're saying this is coming from... Now, I didn't really give this much attention. People were saying that it could be an alien spacecraft. And they whatever. were saying that it was theoretically possible, though they didn't necessarily believe it was, but right. it seemed like it was... That was one way it could be explained. One of the hypotheses that were out there. One of many. Um, But I didn't really give much credit. Well, now the head of astronomy at Harvard, the head of astronomy at Harvard, so not like a conspiracy theorist Mm -hmm. like Wacko, like this is a really, really smart guy. He absolutely thinks this was a probe sent from another galaxy, from an intelligent alien life life force. Wow. He, he, he believes this. And he lays this out. I think it was in mm. uh, Heretz or something like that, an Israeli uh, publication. Um, they interviewed him just, I think, a couple weeks ago or something like that. And he laid out his entire case. And I'm like, after reading that, I'm convinced. We've been, spy, been spied on by aliens. This was insane. Where is it? Did it keep coming? Is it still coming? So it, it just it kind of like went around and, and went off in another direction. Oh. So it like, yeah, it went on its uh, trajectory. They, they looked at what's going on in, in like, the world right now. They're like, no, screw we're good. We're like going you, back. It's like when you pull off the side of the road and you open up the bathroom door and it's too dirty or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but listen to some of this evidence. So I'll be really brief with it. But he said it's not a comet. He goes, they originally thought it might be a comet and it was cigar shaped. Now he's saying that it's more likely like pancake shaped and saucer like. That's what he's saying after analyzing it. He's also saying it's not a comet because he goes, the only thing that could have accelerated was a comet. Because I guess once it goes around the sun, then it lets off all that ga- all those mm-hmm. gases, and that pushes it off kind of like a jet engine. Right. It said it wasn't a comet, so something else pushed it forward. So he said the more and more he looked at it, he thinks that it was an actual solar sail. So have you, have you guys looked at the technology on that? So basically, solar sails is the technology that we're looking at as well to, to power us into the next galaxy. And as solar radiation hits the sail, it pushes it basically at high speeds, a, a ship, further. Wow. So that's what he thinks it is. And he goes, it's, it's the same thing as like, like Voyager 1, Voyager 2, when we just kind of sent out probes. It was kind of like that, hey, we're out here. This is a message in the bottle. You know, open it up and see the golden record. Yeah. He thinks that's what that was. Wow. Of, right? I mean, the head of astronomy at, at Harvard. Harvard. Yeah. Mm, that's pretty crazy. cool. Pretty cool. Crazy. Well, I for one. AlexJones.com. AlexJones.com. I for one can't wait for our alien overlords. Yeah. Really, really excited. Oh, yeah. They're going to be great. <laughs> They're going to be great. Yeah. Uh, all right. Today's poll. Reports indicate that the White House is quietly preparing for uh, RBG departure from the Supreme Court. I know that she mm. has not been um, involved in the or any of the oral arguments. She's reading them at home. Um, so I don't know what you guys think, but I guess there are reports that Amy Coney Barrett is going to receive the nod. Do you think that that is what is going to happen? Let us know at The Blaze's Twitter. What do you guys think? I... I don't know. I think I might get hate mail for saying this, but I don't want another conservative judge on the Supreme Court. I don't. Get I, out of here. I don't. I don't want. No, let me let me rephrase that. I don't want another GOP appointed judge on the Supreme Court. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to stack it in any, in, in any way. I, I think there should be. I think there should be 
pushback on both sides. I don't want to, I don't even want the Supreme Court running efficiently. I want no branch of government running efficiently. <laughs> I just don't. Well, but, but. And if it was on the other side, I would have the same qualms Yeah, as I because do right now. you're saying you don't want a GOP appointed Supreme Court justice, but if it was a GOP appointed Supreme Court justice who was actually a constitutionalist, and I mean, you're saying conservative, but what if it's just a constitutionalist? You're not going to get that if it's appointed by the left. Saying they're a constitutionalist and actually seeing it in practice, I think is two different things. Um, I don't, I, there's always, at this point, it seems like there's always partisanship. It, it doesn't matter. Like judges are completely taken over the country, I kind of feel. Well, I'm going to send you some hate mail. Hold on one second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely love to get a constitutionalist in there in front of, I understand what you're saying because if it gets to one side, like, you don't want it right. to be a political branch. You don't want right. it to be but, too easy right. to do whatever. So, so right. what? So what but, if it? Just, but what are you left with? So what if? So what if the next president is is a cra- is, is is very right wing and wants to do some crazy things, and the GOP appointed uh, Supreme Court kind of loses their constitutionalist label and they just go yeah. all partisan? Well, that, and that, but that's the problem. That's scary. Right? right? You need to have someone who doesn't lose it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like Clarence Thomas has kept it the whole time. Scalia kept it the whole time. I mean, Gorsuch seems good so far. It's too early. Uh, to really know. But I mean, Alito's been pretty good. Um, I think like if you can, you, you have to get somebody who who's going to be good. I, I will say on Amy Coney Barrett, like who, she seems promising. Mm-hmm. She does not have a very long record. Um, she also uh, is, um, uh, was not on the original, the original list, list by the Supreme, yeah. Supreme Court of, of Donald Trump. And I just do not understand why he has to keep picking from different lists. Pick the original list that got you elected, pick off of that list. There's 20 names still on it. Pick one of them. He's added these people. Kavanaugh was one of them. We're already seeing that that's a bit rocky. Uh, and Amy Coney Barrett was on that as well. Amy Coney Barrett looks really promising uh, as, as a justice, but again, she has not been doing this all that long. She does not have a very long record. And, uh, you know, it makes me a little nervous. I'd rather take someone who, off the original list that was very much approved by the Federalist Society, the Heritage Foundation, these, you know, that was a really, I mean, look, it's dangerous. These are dangerous picks. Republican presidents screw them up all the time, and I, I, it does make me nervous. I, yeah, I, I'm weird on this. I'll just say, plead my case one more time. I, w- I don't want all parties controlling every single branch of government. I want it split and chaotic. I want the same thing for my Supreme Court. I don't want anybody to go in there to propose something radical like Obamacare or something like that and for it to slide through. I want there to be an equal amount on this side opposing it, equal amount on the other side, and just mass chaos. All I want them to do is, is enforce the Constitution. If a, li- if a crazy liberal policy goes through in, 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 in legislation, legislatively and it's constitutional then that's what we have that's our system and we got to deal with it i don't want i don't want i don't want conservative justices to shut down liberal policies just because they don't like them and i think that's kind of what you're saying there's like i don't want it to become some sort of political branch right um but i you know i would like the balance to be uh, to the side i would love to see ruth bader ginsburg um decide to step away and live for a hundred years uh, in retirement. Um, but, you know, like if that does happen, you know, if she leaves for whatever reason, like I would definitely like to see can, a, a strong conservative. Can judge. I just say, I, I don't know. I, uh, she's so resilient and she is like a superhuman being <laughs> that I totally think. And it's just kind of weird that her, her, her movie just came out right this week. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that the producers are on the phone saying, Hey Ruth, just don't come in. And she's literally lifting 300 pounds on the bench. Going, yeah, okay. I got it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Be a next week. Week. All right. Happy 200th episode. I yes. hope you enjoy your fruitcake. I will. I know you guys are going to devour as soon as we finish. That was we'll not good. We'll see you guys Monday. No. It's not good. Because well, you good. see here, it's basically like all nuts. It's like a spice 
Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.